Welcome to The Secret Life of Teeth, a series designed to help you unlearn all you thought you knew about caring for your teeth. I'm Lauren Hubelay, and I'm here with my all-time favorite dentist, Anna Sanduta. Three years ago, when I first met Anna, I was amazed at not only the depth of knowledge she had, but the way she had woven all of that information together to create what she calls today mindful dentistry. Anna, welcome. Thank you for joining me again and being willing to take my questions. Thank you, Lauren. It's an honor for me to be with you again and with our listeners. Well, great, Anna. I've got a really big question today. And um, it's funny because um, when I think of these two words, I think, oh, wow, this is for old people. And then I realize I'm in this population. So what you have to talk about is very relevant to me and to many of our listeners. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk today about bridges and dental implants. And I'm certain that many of you would like to have an honest answer about this topic. Anna, can you begin by explaining what those two procedures are and the difference between the two methods? It is a quite difficult topic, but I will try to explain it in just a few minutes to, to bring a little light on this subject. If you are missing a tooth or a number of tooth, you have a variety of different, of different re replacement conditions and um, you must add all of them to your treatment plan and you have to discuss them with uh, your dentist. I don't think the best solution will be chosen by your dentist, but I deeply feel that the best solution will, would be raised by understanding the biology and the technical data. As a former orthodontist, I would like to explore, in any case, the orthodontic treatment to reduce a gap. Because there are many, many people with mildly or severe crowded teeth. So if I have a gap, I could use that space to align the teeth. Or in my practice, I, I've uh, met many cases with impacted third molar. So I, could, I, I can move forward the molar, the, the second molar, and I create space for spontaneous eruption of the third molar. Or if I have an impacted third molar, I could help it with special device 
to align, to come in aligning with the rest of the teeth. So I, I wouldn't recommend as, as, or, as an orthodontist, I wouldn't recommend a bridge or an implant. I would explore the orthodontic solution first. If I don't have an orthodontic view, then next I explore bridges. So, and what are bridges? Bridges are uh, prothetic uh, constructions um, that are held in place with uh, dental crowns cemented on abutment teeth. Mm -hmm. And here we have three or four possibilities. A traditional one with two abutment teeth. We have Maryland bridges. That is a framework of uh, metal or uh, porcelain uh, bonded at the back surfaces of the teeth. We use these bridges regularly or usually in the front of our mouth. Then we have um, cantilever bridges. That um, kind of bridges are used generally in the premolars region. That kind of bridges are held in place with only one dental crown cemented on an abutment tooth. And here, maybe we need an orthodontic view again to explore very well the situation, the forces and the, the occlusion of teeth. Why? Because I can put uh, an overloaded force on one abutment tooth mm -hmm. and then I will have the resorption of bone around that tooth. And the last one and the modern one are implanted supported uh, bridges. As we have already known um, about the um, intolerances, allergies and uh, potential toxic effects of metals that we are uh, use in dental restorations. Bridges regularly have two layers, a metal core that is covered by uh, resins, composites or ceramics. In this area of our body, this area is crossed by many energetic uh, meridians. So if I put a piece of metal somewhere here, I will slow down or harden the energetic flow on the meridians. For sure, the body will try to 
counterbalance or compensate sure. this blockage, but sometimes it will not succeed. And after many years, I could have unbalanced effects on other organ, organs that are placed along these affected meridians. Okay, the technique uh, has evolved so much in the, last, uh, in the last years that we have the possibility to build up uh, integral composites or integral ceramic bridges. That is very good. For sure, they are more expensive. I don't know if in America they are covered by no. insurance. No. In Romania, <laughs> no. no way. <laughs> they are very, very expensive. And the problem still remains with the implants. Titanium is the most, the most um, dental implant material of all times the best, the best uh, dental implant material for all times. But the researchers have, have uh, discovered um, that a screwed uh, metal in the bone is functioning like an antenna mm -hmm. for electromagnetic fields that are uh, released every day by our devices. But um, they, they um, also um, discovered that around the bone is a layer that um, suffer, suffers for, con for constant warming because of these uh, electromagnetic emissions. And in this a warmed layer of bones, they saw micronecrosis of cells. Here, technique uh, came again, and uh, after 90s, uh, zirconia entered the dental material uh, market, but Zirconia is a byproduct of zirconium. Zirconium is a chemical element in a periodic table of elements, and um, it takes form as a silvery white uh, metal. Even if it is whiter than titanium, it is a metal, it is still a metal. And um, the zirconia implants don't have uh, so many years of clinical observations as titanium has. So I, I don't want to give specific solution because I don't have specific solution, but I want you to find your best solution analyzing all the possibilities you came across. 
Wow. Wow. That was a lot of information on it. I would love to go back through this to make sure. Please, please. Do this. And, and I want to take you take us all the way back with our listeners to the beginning where you said your best advice may not come from your dentist. And I would wholeheartedly agree with that, folks. These are products your dentist is selling you. If you go to buy a new car, you don't ask the car dealer, which car should I buy? You do the research, you go to an independent resource, of course, you talk to trusted advisors, and then you come up with a decision that is the best. And I would say you owe your mouth at least what you would give to the purchase of a car. So that would be my first point. The next point would be looking at these bridges. So we're talking about um, a tooth has to be removed somewhere in, in, in the mouth. Depending on where it is, whether it's in a molar or it's a premolar, that's going to tell us what type of bridge is available to us. Am I correct there, Anna? Yes, and the type of occlusion, of meeting the teeth. What kind of forces do I develop in that region? Right. Because as I said, Maryland is not a, a, a dental crown, is only a framework cemented on a face of, of tooth. And cantilever has um, only one dental crown. Right. And I have to have teeth that are not overloaded by force. Exactly. All that being said, though, um, a cantilever bridge is only um, available to me if it's in the premolar region. Am I correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. And um, a traditional or the Maryland bridge, those are for molars. Am I correct? Maryland is uh, only for uh, incisors. I can mm -hmm. use it in replacement, let's say, uh, lateral incisor. That's upper right. Upper lateral incisor, yes. Okay. And the traditional bridges are used regularly when um, I am missing a tooth in the lateral. Uh, areas of our uh, jaws okay so the type of bridge i may not have a choice that comes down to what tooth is missing correct yes okay and then but what my choice really is is bridge or implant what if i want to just go without either one what are the downsides of that Let's say I could live without a tooth. Very, very good question. As an orthodontist, again, <laughs> I would look at the contact uh, at the nearby teeth and the upper teeth. Because um, let's say I don't have a, a lower molar. I've uh, pulled it out. What are the risks? The risks are that the, are that the uh, neighbors to make a movement in 
one in back and uh, the other in front mm -hmm. to reduce naturally the space. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, it's not a bodily movement. We want, we would, we would like a bodily movement, but they don't do like this. They, uh, it's only an inclination of, of okay. uh, the teeth. Okay. And with what are the risks that I create new contacts, new contacts with the rest mm. of, the, of the teeth, and I could have problem with my uh, TMG mm. via um, muscular and uh, ligamental tensions. Okay. Okay. And I have other uh, other uh, effect. The upper tooth will will uh, erupt down until it will have a contact with somebody. Okay. And uh, in, in this situation, the the complexity of the situation increase. I see. We are not talking about a, a molar that is pulled out. We are talking uh, a greater unbalance of the whole region. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But I had cases. That's why I've told you we need orthodontic orthodontic orthodontics every time because I I um, I've noticed very good um, very good occlusion. And in very good occlusion and meeting the teeth, um, they, they, they cannot do this movement because they are very good uh, intricated with upper, with upper uh, teeth, okay. the lower with the upper. So this movement is not possible. And if the upper teeth are a little bit crowded, the tooth, is so tensed, uh, kept there, that the upper tooth cannot move down. And if the patient tell me, I am not, uh, I, I can chew very well, I don't want to do nothing, we can stay six months, eight months and see what is happening. Okay, okay, okay. And after that six, eight months, we decide, Okay, how, how are you feeling with this, with this gap? Okay. I, I do another checkup to, to see the, the, the lines of my teeth. And if they are in their places, the patient could stay like this. But in other, in other situations, we have to do something. Okay. And the patient have to decide for himself or herself, what kind of solution he could or she could manage. So I can see by your answer here, Anna, this is all very individualized. And, and it takes having a couple perspectives. So it takes having an, an orthodontist that can look, get a good overview of the mouth and what might happen with the movement of your teeth and the alignment. It's just not a dental 
question that we're asking. I see this. And I wouldn't uh, stop, not because I am an orthodontist, but I wouldn't stop to uh, regular dental uh, checkup or a regular dental consultation. Because sometimes the general dentists don't see these this yeah. little, little subtilities. Yes, yes, of course. And um, again, uh, the teeth seem to be the stepchildren of our health and they don't tend to get the um, respect they deserve and, and we don't have that understanding, which is exactly why we're doing this podcast is helping exactly. bring this to light for everyone. Anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up today's recording? I think we we said all all what all what we we thought about. Okay. Great folks, so that's information for you on dental implants and on bridges and this is um, the secret life of your teeth.